Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Mind Aware, 97. Please enjoy this classic interview with John Baker. Brain Trainers, this is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you discover the best information on mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you're ready to take intentional action. Welcome back to the MindAwareShow.com. I'm your host, Dana Wild, and we want to help you discover shortcuts to growing your business. I am joined by former COO of American Express, John Baker, and he's here to tell you the number one thing you can do to get what you want. Do you know what it is? Welcome, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Now, I know you're all sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for this answer. So, John, do you want to tell everyone what the number one thing they can do to get what they want? Absolutely. Uh, And it begins by an assumption we all know is true, and that is you don't get what you don't ask for. The number one thing that you can do to get what you want is learn how to more effectively ask for what you want in any situation to any audience. Wow, it's so true, isn't it? I it absolutely couldn't agree with you more. It's fantastic when you think about that it can be that simple. But you've actually said that you've seen people sabotage their professional image. They've sabotaged their effectiveness. I think you call it poor asking behaviors. Can you explain what are poor asking behaviors? Absolutely. I have seen that over and over. And one of the reasons I created this program I call the Asking Formula is just that. I kept seeing people stub their toe on poor asking behaviors because they thought that they could influence through one of the number one dangers out there, influence through information. You know, when you think about influence, we do that in a number of ways. One of the, one of the key ways and one of the ways we're most familiar with influencing others is we provide information to them. We give data, facts, details, backgrounds, whatever it may be. In order for them to make a decision, we hope that they'll make a decision that we want them to. But in all likelihood, because we're providing information, we really come off as not having a dog in the fight. We are hoping that they can take our notebooks and emails and voicemails and meetings and PowerPoints and come to a conclusion that we prefer them to come to. But influence is a very weak way, a very unproductive way of getting what you want because there is no outcome that you're actually driving there. You're providing inputs but not outputs. All right. We just want to reiterate what you said, John. You said the number one danger is thinking you're going to persuade people through information. I know I'm guilty of that. It's crazy. But you're, what you're suggesting is you have to 
not only give them information, but you have to have a dog in the fight, I think you said. Like you have to tell them what you want them to do. Is that is that what you recommend? Actually, that's the first step. You have to... First step is you have to know what you really want, and and sometimes when you when you begin informing people, your audience is trying to discern what is is exactly you want them to do. And if you haven't been clear, and let's face it, in today's environment, if you haven't been clear, almost immediately, people will go off on their own. They'll begin assuming things that you don't want them to assume. Uh, knowing what you want is the basis for being able to come forth right out and ask for it. But we don't do that, unfortunately. We lead with information because it's a fairly risk-free way for us to try to influence our audience. We don't want to put ourselves out there too far. Uh, But that actually is the first major mistake people make. Yeah, I get that. It, it makes so much sense. We're talking about the role of asking in your business success with John Baker, author of The Asking Formula on the com, where we know that success is a combination of mindset and action. And I'm your host, Dana Wild. Now, what else would you recommend is a not to do? I guess what's another poor asking behavior? One of the things we don't like to do is ask and be exposed to the word no. So what we do is we procrastinate. We don't have any mechanism that forces us to get into the issue itself. Uh, I ran a large sales organization in my day, and I was amazed at how even veteran salespeople are reluctant to ask for the business, ask for the close. They'd rather almost keep a prospect strung along rather than ask them and get a yes or a no. And, you know, that just gets into a looping cycle. That just gets us into nonstop, unproductive behavior that we never are moving the ball forward. A little bit like the information segment, we don't point the issue, we don't face the issue and get our audience to face it, and so nothing gets resolved, nothing moves forward, there's no productivity or growth, and let's face it, there's no success. Very interesting. This is Dana Wild from the MindAwareShow.com. We're talking with John Baker, America's number one asking expert. Are there any other bad habits we have? Is there any other reason why we just don't do it, why we don't ask for what we want? Well, you know, the reasons we don't ask are uh, multiple. Uh, When I get into my workshops, I ask for people to tell me why is it they're not asking for something in their life? Why are they reluctant? The first one is we we don't like rejection. Rejection actually hurts. It's the, the part of your brain that is stimulated when you hear the word no is actually the same part that's stimulated when you touch a hot teapot. I mean, it's a physical reaction. And so it's very common for us to avoid, procrastinate, and and basically uh, do all we can not to face the prospect of of rejection. Uh, But keep in mind, if you're not willing to get a no, you certainly never will get a yes. So we have to fight through that barrier. And then, Dana, there's a whole other set of obstacles in front of us. Uh, people will tell me, I, I, I don't feel it's appropriate for, for me to be asking for what I want. I don't know if I deserve what I'm asking for. I, I don't want to be ridiculed or seen as weak or, or um, seeking something that uh, others uh, have power of giving to me that, that perhaps I don't want them to have that power. So you have all of this stuff that's involved, even generational issues. Young people prefer to text or uh, to tweet as opposed to asking face-to-face, generational issues, gender issues, geographical issues. When I teach my courses in, in the East Coast, they're much different than when I teach them in the South. So It's all funny. That, I was just going to ask you, do you think some cultures are better at asking than others? 
Well, better is a kind of an interesting word. I think there's a lot of difference. Uh, I just uh, put a seminar on where half the, the folks in the seminar were from uh, U.S. domestic markets and half half were from Asian markets. And i got to tell you, that's a big difference in terms of how they approach influence. The other thing that's kind of getting in the way, candidly, is social media. Many of us are, are engaged in social media campaigns. I remember I did a speech on, on how to ask for what you want, and the person following me on the podium was a social media expert, and he was just totally livid that I would say to somebody, go and ask for what you want directly. Because there's this idea in social media that we try to build communities, that we try to get followings, and God forbid that we'd ever ask for what we want because that would break down trust. But it's been my experience that if you don't ask, you don't get. So eventually you're going to have to summon the courage to go forth and make that happen. Right. This is Dana Wild with the MindAwareShow.com. We're talking about the role of asking for what you want with John Baker, former COO of American Express and author of The Asking Formula. It's kind of funny because as I'm listening to you talk, John, I'm thinking about when you look at it from the opposite end, not the asker, but the person being asked. When people ask me for help or they ask me for something, it's such a big feel-good, and I'm so happy to do it. And it's really interesting, the difference in that. Have you noticed that? Is there any relevance in the flip side of it feels so good to be asked? Well, I think ask is in and of itself kind of a magical word. You don't have the authority to be able to tell somebody what to do, and yet you you desire an outcome, and the word ask embodies that that sense that we're soliciting help and and, and buy-in to our agenda. And that makes people listen. If you said, I'm going to tell you to do something, you better have the authority uh, to do that or else people just turn you off. Asking is a powerful word, uh, and I have found that most people respect that you're saving their time, that you're saving their energy by getting to the point of what you want so that they can get to the point of whether they can help you or not. Right, right. I'm looking forward to learning how to be a better asker. Really looking forward to getting into that in the next segment. This is Dana Wild with TheMindAwareShow.com. And I hope you're enjoying our guest, John Baker, America's number one asking expert as much as I am. Isn't this interesting? Now, what we're going to do in a couple of minutes, John is going to reveal how learning how to ask using his asking formula actually helped to make somebody even a better parent. So I'm really eager to hear about that. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be right back. Do you ever wish you had someone you could call for advice about your business? Maybe you want someone to look over your marketing strategy or evaluate your Facebook page. If so, then buy your side from the Mind Awares for you. Learn more at joinbyyourside.com. Buy Your Side is a program where you have access to the best experts in the area of direct sales, marketing, leadership, social media, and more. That's joinbyyourside.com. And we didn't leave out mindset or your personal goals either. Buy Your Side has happiness, nutrition, fitness, and tapping experts too. It's your one stop for the best advice for the best you. Check out joinbyyourside.com and have the best coaches by your side. Welcome back to TheMindAwareShow.com. This is Dana Wild and author John Baker. He's the author of The Asking Formula, and he's going to reveal 
how it's really more than just professional use for his asking formula. It's actually personal. Do you want to maybe start out by telling us your Boy Scout story? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's funny with all the, my years of corporate background and experience. I was a chief operating officer for a large company. I, I ran global operations. But but really, when I teach this formula, which I designed for leadership competencies and sales competencies, I'm amazed at how often people will approach me with a very personal anecdote for how they used it. And and that's not surprising, I guess, because one of the reasons I wrote uh, this curriculum and this program was a conversation I had with my son Jack about his uh, ninth grade geometry. And I don't know if you remember much about ninth grade geometry, Dana, but it's not a fond memory for me. And so... <laughs> When he asked me these questions, I got frustrated and he got frustrated and I finally said, did, did you ask the teacher for the help you needed in class? And of course he said, well, the teacher doesn't like questions, she went too fast, nobody understood it. I said, did you ask after school for more support? And I became more concerned with his inability or unwillingness to ask for what he wanted uh, than I was that he'd ever need to know ninth grade geometry. I mean, asking is a life skill, and if you're a parent, you know that you want your kids to advocate for what they deserve and what they need. But when I went to work and I found, you know, my salespeople couldn't ask for the clothes, project managers couldn't ask for the budget they needed, people were spending hours and hours in meetings with 50 PowerPoint slides, it became, a, to me, an illustration of how chronic this is, this ability or inability to ask for what they want. And so I was providing uh, a workshop, and, and I, I believe it was a bunch of very senior leaders who were in this room, and generally at the end I asked people to tell me how did they apply the training and the formula to their lives. And you would think you'd get some, some real technical business-related examples, and I did, but one man raised his hand and said, my, my son needed help in being able to generate fundraising for his Eagle Scout project and he was having a very hard time doing it so I took your training John and I applied it to my son and overnight he was able to go forth and be able to generate uh, fundraising for the project he was trying to accomplish in his his Eagle Scout badge and I just thought you know there's another example of how personal this idea of asking for what you want is. That is so true and it's so cool isn't it you know to be able it makes you feel like a better parent and you're able to really give your kids good skills early on. I love it. This is Dana Wild with the MindAwareShow.com. We're talking with John Baker, America's number one asking expert, about how to get what you want through asking. So actually, John, let's go back a little bit. How did you come up with this in the first place? Well, again, I was trying to figure out how to be a good man and a good boss, a good spouse, and it became apparent to me that we simply complicate our lives too much by being vague about what we want. I used to say that once you, what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. Nothing <laughs> good comes out of that, right? So I began thinking through, how do I make this simple? What do I do as a boss, for example, to let my people know what they need to do in order to influence me? You said earlier in the program how being on the other side of an ask is a very humbling and sometimes empowering thing. And certainly as a boss, I wanted my people to be successful. And yet, coming in and leading with information, as we discussed before, was not doing it. I found that they were ineffective. They thought I was being unreasonable. So we weren't communicating. And oftentimes, I would simply stop them and say, tell me what you want, which in fact is the first step of the asking formula, knowing exactly what you want. And here's a hint. Don't want a lot of things. If you want to be influential, 
want one thing that you can describe very, very clearly to yourself. Because let's face it, Dana, if you don't know what you want, how in the world am I going to know what you want and give it to you? Very, very good. I love that what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. Somebody, you must put that on the Facebook page. That needs to be a bumper sticker for sure. This is Dana Wild with the MindAwareShow.com. We're talking with John Baker, author of The Asking Formula. So what are the other steps? I got that the first step in The Asking Formula is know what you want. It's just perfectly clear. How about the other steps to this process? Indeed, there's five more steps because the asking formula is simple and intuitive, so there's not a lot to learn, which helps to be able to uh, repeat it and practice it. The first step is know what you want. And the second step, not surprisingly, is ask for it. Ask directly for what you want. And people always say, well, that seems forward. But no, you have to put your audience on point for what it is you're discussing. Now, my title was Chief Operating Officer. And as such, I was trained to take control. If you didn't get to what you wanted within the first two slides of your presentation, I'm sorry, I was trained to take over that meeting and control it. Now, that's not productive for me or you. So by asking for what we want is right off the bat, clearly shows our audience what we intend to do in our conversation. That's the second step. Now, I said before the break that there was a great technique, and I'd like to share it with you right now. The third step of the asking formula is to show what you're asking. You know that two-thirds of your audience wants to learn visually. Two-thirds of your audience would prefer to see what you're asking for rather than hear about what you're asking for. But when's the last time you went into your boss or went into to an audience that you needed to be persuasive and influential and you showed them rather than told them what you're asking for? So step one is know what you want. Step two is ask directly for it. Step three is to show what you're asking for. And step four is a very important step. Step four comes into what I call best reasons. Before you ask for what you want, you need to have three best reasons. And best reasons are described as why would this person I'm asking want to give me what I'm asking for. You have to change the perspective of your ask. I have to understand what's in it for them to give me the raise or the promotion, to give me the support, the budget, or whatever I'm asking for. What drives their boat? If I don't understand that, I come off as self-centered, I come off as abrasive, I come off as less than a team-oriented person. I'm trying to be influential by understanding what's in it for them to give me what I'm asking for. Now, you only have to come up with three of those. Right. There's only three because for a number of reasons. Well, actually, there's three reasons why you have three best reasons, which makes sense. One is remember that we've learned since the earliest cognitive development in sets of three, ABCs, do, re, me, one, two, three. Yes, it's a brain, it's a brain thing for sure, the three. And how about steps five and six? Yeah, step five uh, is a very powerful step. After you've given your three best reasons why your audience should want to give you what you're asking for, step five is to stop talking, be quiet. Right. Far too often we just load back into the information overflow at that step, and we ruin the influence that we've just generated. And then step six at a high level is, yes, you have to have your facts, your data. You have to have the information that backs up your request, but don't lead with that. That's in Appendix A or B. That's in the attachment. That's in your back pocket. If somebody asks for it and you have to dig down into that level, fine. But make sure you're bringing them back up into the subject matter that you want to achieve. Far too often we get stuck down there and we waste our time with data that's, that's trivial and not important or germane to the decision at hand. 
Right. Very, very clear. I love it. This is Dana Wild with the MindAwareShow.com. We're talking about the role of asking for what you want with John Baker, former COO for American Express and author of The Asking Formula. Where do people go to get more information about you and your book, John? The best place to go is TheAskingFormula.com. There they can not only get information on me and my book, but they also can plug into uh, our ongoing support, tools, techniques, and other things that we offer people to keep this information fresh and active in their minds. Terrific. And so let's leave them with one last tip to, to get over rejection. What's the 20 seconds or less? What can I do to get over rejection? Well, the thing you do is you practice your ask. How often do you go into a big situation where you have to ask for something and you wing it? Well, no wonder why you're nervous about rejection. What I try to teach is this is a formula. I named it on purpose. This is something that you put forth on paper, you practice in front of others, you look at yourself in the mirror, you deliver it. That's where you generate the confidence and assurance that you stand before your audience knowing what you want and able to ask articulately for it. Yeah, it's really, it is a formula and a strategy. I love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this week on the MindAwareShow.com where we help you discover the best positive mindset techniques and business strategy tips for entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dana Wild, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Mind Aware Show. And remember to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash themindaware. Please join us for tomorrow's episode. You deserve it.